The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. It would figure that the first time we try this in a new space on new equipment, that it the computer would stop working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, this interface has been giving me fits the last few days too. So um, we might crash again. We might crash again and have to redo this all yet again. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, so we talked about we talked about client drama, mm-hmm. which we now have lost, and we're not going to bother talking about it again. We talked about Tom Petty dying. Yeah. Um, which is kind of where we realized we got. We, we lost everything. Yeah. Um, let's pick it up with, um, were you a Tom Petty fan? Mm. I wouldn't, no, not really. Okay. Like I enjoyed his music, but I, w- I wouldn't call myself a fan. Mm, that's fair. Um, I was a fan of individual songs, but not, um, not yeah, specifically a I Tom. I think I would be that boat where like I, I recognize songs are really good and I mm-hmm. enjoyed them but the band as a whole yeah I well and and I, so that that was the thing the, 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 he he went back and forth between the Heartbreakers and his solo stuff right and even though it was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers there was kind of the band environment and then there was his solo stuff yeah and no one can really tell him apart because he's such a major factor both songwriting wise and his voice being so unique right yeah um yeah i don't know what else to say about that yeah talented dude yeah sucks that he died but yeah i i actually knew him i didn't know his music all that well and i would recognize his voice because i mean super unique voice but I, especially when I was young, I had no idea who he was. He was just that voice on the radio or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was by name until I started seeing him pop up in movies. Interesting. Yeah. And the first one that I remember seeing him in was a movie, a Kevin Costner movie called The Postman, which I, I really enjoyed. But It's been forever since I've seen that movie. I have it on DVD. Hmm. It's good. I remember it being good, but I, I it, it didn't get good reviews though. No, no. Um, I usually like things that don't get good reviews. <laughs> yeah, I like some really cult classicy stuff, hmm. like Wizards. That's a movie that I love. But Wizards? Yes. I don't know this movie. It's a, a it's a cartoon, but it's a really weird cartoon. Okay. Like it's 
chock full of like that 70s we were taking drugs while we were making this kind of vibe <laughs> to it awesome <laughs> where they like they took uh, old world war ii footage and yeah. stuff like that and some other stock footage and they would like do some weird things to it to make it look weird okay uh, the, I guess the original concept was to try and animate over top of that because that's like an actual animation technique is to like film mm. people moving. That's what Disney did with like Snow White and stuff. Oh, right. To make and then them look like more realistic. actual people. Yeah. And, and so they were going to try to do that, but they ran out of money. So they just kind of like made it so they like upped the saturation to an extreme and then just kind of had it, that stuff there. So it's got like this weird vibe that no cartoon has ever done since. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but like Hitler footage like yeah. is magical in this world and like stops people dead in their tracks and allows demons or whatever to kill them it's <laughs> it's a really weird film it sounds very weird and like the first time watching it you might get lost in the plot because like they they will they will explain things but they won't spend a lot of time in the explaining hmm. things yeah for the plot so like they might mention a thing and it's just like maybe a three three word sentence of like this one dude who tried to kill the main character, he's now on the good side. Why is he on the good side? Because I cast a spell on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then they just leave it at that. Like, it's yeah. just like, I cast a spell on him. He's good now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably even shorter than that. Like, that's me actually explaining what happens. But mm. And it's called Wizards. Yeah, Wizards. All right. It's a, yeah, it's a weird cartoon. But it sounds weird. It, it's like a cult classic. Where cartoon. do uh, where do people find it? Uh, if someone wants to go looking for it, I don't know. I have the DVD of it. All right, <laughs> so check online, Google that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're into weird stuff, as you are, yeah, yeah, it is a cult classic movie. Mm-hmm. I, um, you you mentioned you mentioned the idea of. Um, of uh um shit what was it uh animating to that's a i did not expect that look yeah that's like aliens meets animation sort of a lot better animated than i expected 1977 is when it came out i think it came out or it was um the same weekend as star wars Oh yeah, yeah. And it was originally going to be called Wizard Wars or something mm-hmm. like that. And then George Lucas um, asked if they would change their name so that he could have Star Wars, and there wouldn't be any confusion between the two films. And right. they agreed. Cool. Um. But. So <clears throat> you mentioned the uh, the idea of of uh, filming people and then animating over top of the people. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I learned to program piano parts. Just kind of look at MIDI and then I, I, I recorded a really beautiful piano player, um, out of the digital piano, but also recorded the MIDI. Okay. And, and seeing how his beautiful performance was displayed in MIDI 
so amazing hmm. yeah uh, it, and it and it made me made me start thinking about midi input a lot different because uh, i mean i can't play a keyboard or whatever to save my life right yeah um and so i'm i'm with the mouse step entering every single bit mm-hmm. um yeah it was it was really uh it was eye-opening excuse me and i've done i don't know i've probably only done like a dozen projects since then where i've actually written the midi for the piano but they've all sounded pretty good compare especially comparing to what i was doing before yeah it's it's kind of how i learned how to drum program is like comparing right actual drummers uh, hits and then having those converted to MIDI and then seeing how like a snare could be a very fraction of a moment uh, Mm. from the beat or something like that and now that you mention it I did the same thing Um, I bought uh, when I bought that first drum software not the not Drumagog um uh, Groove Agent mm-hmm. from Steinberg came with a whole bunch of drummer recorded grooves. Yeah, that you could have a quantized version of it, but you'd also have the loose version of it. Yeah, um, yeah, and that that made me start again understanding the little subtleties. You know, how does that little those those ghost notes or little dribbles? Um, how did they look in MIDI? You know, what is a what is a tom fill yeah. look? You know, how, Seeing how, are how they... things don't have to be at one hundred and twenty-seven constantly all the way through, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first time? Do you remember the first time you ever programmed a uh, a, a song full of drums? Um, do you remember what that sounded like? I remember thinking that. I did something awesome, but like probably if I went back, be like, "Oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> How did I ever think this sound cool?" Yeah, because <laughs> it was very robotic and like, mm. yeah, I'm I'm sure, and it probably sound fake as hell because I didn't know what drums were supposed to sound like right. at the time. And That's I probably cool. used something like uh, Guitar Pro. Oh yeah, and to help me, like I probably wrote the MIDI <laughs> in Guitar Pro because I didn't know how MIDI worked at the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't even think I knew what MIDI was. I do distinctly remember the first time tr- thinking that I wanted to record things, and then thinking, like many people, that you could just use one mic and then somehow separate everybody from each other in the process <laughs> a lot of people think that mm. and when I was like I don't know 14, 15 or however young I was that's definitely a thought I had getting into recording right? that I could do and just, oh, well, all I need is one microphone and a mixer and then I go into the computer and I could separate everybody, right? That's what everybody does, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I have, I've had two calls this week already and it's only Tuesday. Um, 
about asking about that very thing. You know, can I, I have this, I have this vocal and guitar in one track. Can I get rid of the guitar? Cause I want to do something else with the vocal, that kind of stuff. With some really heavy editing, I can dampen it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> is, yeah. is isotope RX good enough to do that yet? I don't think so. I mean, maybe, oh, maybe, but I really don't think so. Like it would be heavy handed and there'd probably be artifacts up the ass. Right. They've never, none of their advertising has, has indicated that, that, that kind of long-term yeah. stuff. No, it's right? always been short-term. Like yeah. here's a noise in this section. You can get rid of that. Exactly. Yeah. And even, even then, if you're really paying attention, you might be able to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Or so if to, you're the, the guy who I charged so much money to get out of working for, um, <laughs> yeah. If you're that guy, you'll hear it because you'll crank your speakers so loud that you actually catch them on fire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Every time I would be done doing a job and he would want to listen in the control room, I'd have to be like, here's the volume because I know you're going to adjust that and I'm going to leave because it's too loud. It's going me. to be too loud to the point where yeah. my ears hurt. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of too loud. Uh, I was at a taco party on Saturday night, mm -hmm. which was awesome. Um, we ran out of, ran out of the good stuff for the tacos. What's the good stuff? The meat <laughs> and the cheese. <laughs> lots of taco shells and lots of vegetables. Got to a point where people were just putting random things out of the fridge into tacos because we'd run out of the good stuff. Okay. So it, yeah, there was one person that made a coleslaw taco. That doesn't sound appealing yeah, at she all. She didn't think it was very good either. <laughs> but she wanted to try. Um, okay. Anyway, so so one of the girls there um, is having noise problems with her neighbor and so downloaded a decibel meter onto her phone. Right. And so she's telling me this and, and I pull out my phone and I'm like, I got one too because I use it for work. And then I set it on the, set it on the counter and it was 85 decibels in, in that apartment. Right. Um, just out of conversation. It was awful. I, I knew that was the big reason I wasn't having lots of conversation, but yeah. yeah. 85 is a fair amount. I know. Like that, that's louder than some people think. <laughs> Right, like you, you hear all these professionals being like, "Yeah, eighty is about where you want to be listening to things." You listen to things at eighty; that's that's still pretty loud. I force myself to listen at eighty, but I can do it with music because I have a room that's not reverberant, and I can I can hear the I can hear the detail that I'm trying to hear, mm -hmm. and eventually. Eventually it gets to the point where I want to be turning it up. And that's when I know my ears have settled into 80, but it's also time to take a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, 85, 85 at this, this place. Cause there was, there was no, it was a rectangle of a room. Um, it was hard plaster walls. 
and there were uh, eight, 12, there were 12 people in there. Um, and it was just loud. Mm-hmm. I was trying to have a conversation. The, um, one of the hosts, he just started a job in the grants office at, uh, Edmonton arts council. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really excited to talk to him about, about, uh, what he does and, yeah. and what the EAC is doing. And, um, but it was so hard to hear him because there was so much noise yeah. in the room. Yeah. And so I, as the night wore on, it didn't get any quieter. And so I just withdrew more and more. I think I was the only one not drinking there too. Oh, so that, that definitely helps with not wanting to talk with people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a, this is a pretty well-educated crowd. And so, and half of them are in the arts. So it's a, it's a pretty entertaining conversations. Excuse me. But it was just, it was just too much volume. Every conversation I had it was a struggle to hear through the noise to the person that was talking to me because they're also not close talkers, right? Like we are two or three feet apart and that's as close as anybody wants to be talking mm-hmm. unless they're sitting side by side. And then it's kind of the lean apart and talk instead of lean in and talk. Right. Yeah. Which again is totally fine, but yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make easy conversations. And I, and I'm not the kind of person that wants to be yelling. Like if I have to raise my voice to be heard, I feel awkward and less desiring of talking. Well, that's what I dislike about concerts. I dislike having to yell in your ear, like point blank in order for you to hear me. Yeah. And then two things happen is the listener feels their eardrum vibrate because there's so much well, I usually don't yell at the person's ear. I usually <laughs> yell past it. <laughs> Greg, but, I mean, that's Greg Wright does that to me all the time. Anytime, anytime I'm at a show with him, he is right in your ear, and my eardrum just just tickles yeah. like burnt. And then on top of that, a lot of people, when you're that close, a lot of people just naturally have an odor to their breath. And that just wafts all over your head. You can't get away from it. I, I could see you noticing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, dude. I'm. I had a conversation with a girl Saturday morning. Um, we did kind of like a, like a test recording to see if if it was what she actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'd had a really big McDonald's coffee and I purposely tried to keep my distance because I didn't know, I didn't know if, if I'd have like really terrible coffee breath or not. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't tell. Right. Yeah. So I just tried to keep my distance. Well, when you know that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Does he wonder how bad it actually is? (laughs) Or, or is this person I'm talking to more or less sensitive? (laughs) Will they notice? Will they care? The worst was, um, in high school, there were two dudes. And for all I know, I might've been a third. Um, but there were two dudes that had what I call baloney breath that just have this kind of like rotten meat, um, 
kind of smells like bologna or hot bologna mm-hmm. smell coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and with those guys, you can't be within like two or three feet of them or you can smell it. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of people, I'm, I'm always surprised that a lot of people just don't react, right? Like they have no visible sign of any sort of reaction. Always surprises me. Hmm. I'd like to think someone would react. Anyway, we're not here to talk about breath. Um, we, before we got cut off, we're 20 minutes in. So it's so far so good. So okay. it, it, it probably was the, uh, screensaver screensaver kicked in. I also had, um, I also had a, uh, a setting on here that says put the hard drives to sleep when possible. Oh, so that might've been it too. That, that, yeah. Um, anyway, so, um, apparently it's all my computer problems, man. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, I'll just have to remember to change that every time. Well, that's all like laptop setting stuff. Yeah. Like desktops. They don't have those kind of settings. They do. Do they? Yeah. My, my tower downstairs has, has, um, I has that same setting. I have, a, I have it turned off probably specifically because I had this problem seven years ago. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that when I was going through my settings with in my computer that you recently built. Mind you, I did turn off sleep mode because it was blue screening my computer. I remember you mentioned that you haven't had that problem since. No. Nice. Doesn't go into sleep and thus I don't get blue screen. Mm. So I'm, I, I'm fairly confident that it was because it was going to sleep that it was blue screening. Although why it was going, why it was blue screening because of sleep mode. I don't know. I have a problem with this computer. If I eject a specific, um, hard drive instead of just like ripping it out. Mm -hmm. But if I eject it, the whole computer freezes. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I usually just pull things out anyway. (laughs) Well, I, if, if you do that, you run the risk of, you run the risk of some, some Some damage. Yeah bad I, I don't know if it's damage or if it's just or if it's just like i like think the library corrupt or the catalog the the information on the disc but it's a very small chance that it'll happen yeah like less than a percentage yeah so anyway so we seem I don't to be worry about it <laughs> we're 22 minutes in we seem to be okay so far okay so all things are good um we are in the new space what do you think of the new, the new space? I enjoy it. It's got a nice vibe to it. You're trying to turn on more lights. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm trying to turn on more lights. Um, we have we have the lights set up so that it's just just highlighting the the um, the spots you want, mm-hmm. right? Because we we did divide it into a mix station. I'm you can see this. I'm telling this more for the people that are actually listening. Um, we are going to be moving a couple of the couple of pieces of gear from downstairs up here. Um, and, uh, and then of course we, um, we're trying to think myself through, like my brain is stalled already. Um, trying to think, think myself through future proofing and how, how do we make this room as flexible as possible? Cause we obviously have, the podcast station here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and all the gear for the podcast station will reside behind me in the corner, but also want to ideally be able to use that gear for mixes if you need. Right. Yeah. Cause it, the, the room will never be used by both people at the same time. Yeah. So we're trying to make it as flexible as possible, but it's a, it's a challenge to think, think through that. But oh, it, you got a bunch of zip ties, cable management. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> got another. Got another bag downstairs. That's a twenty-year-old box, though. Well, that that's a lot of zip ties in that container. That's true. Yeah. And if you do it right, you shouldn't need to. Shouldn't need a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? for this room um we've done some testing like we've done some um mix I, I think roland did anyway did the room wizard testing does that sound right room eq wizard uh something like that yeah. yeah um and it early tests so far sound good um is it reporting pretty flat or is it got some like it, big valleys and nothing really big okay um at least so far, like we haven't, we haven't done a lot of thorough testing. Like me sitting right here, I can, I can hear, I can hear, a. um, there's some low end resonant, resonant frequency that I'm hearing. You are um, like right next to a wall though. And that's possibly what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but his mix space, um, we, 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 we made the decision on everything in the room based off of his mix position so even even this this podcast table um we decided where it was going to go based on on um where the mix position was going to be okay um but i think i think all things considered the room sounds really good and uh and the table's not creating any like weird reflections nothing that i've noticed so far um what we have noticed is that there's a phase issue because the microphones are all so close right there's a phase issue between two microphones on the same side of the table okay um which goes away as long as you're within um like uh, like eight to ten inches of the microphone you're supposed to be talking into okay right yeah but if 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 you lean back if you lean back in the chair, mm-hmm. then 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 that's when you get some some phasing issues. Okay. Yeah. Um, Couldn't you just adjust where the microphones are pointed to fix that? We tried, and it it, it helps a little. But if you're still like if if you're outside that one foot, well one, what is that? Yeah, it's about a foot. If you're outside that one foot distance to the microphone, then then there's enough phase issue between them okay because i mean these are all these these are all just cardioid right yeah they're not super directional um and and all the mic like what are these two feet apart maybe yeah yeah i could see them having some spots that are yeah yeah we had we had um we have more more of tyson's panels um just outside the room and we were doing some testing by placing them in various spots to see if 
you know, is there a, is there something, some weird reflection here that we can find some weird reflection there that we can find. We tried, we tried, um, uh, mounting the, not mounting, but we tried, um, holding them above us to right. see if that helped anything and nothing seemed to change. Well, you got a vaulted ceiling and you got the, the speckle, which helps with diffusion and stuff. Fair enough. Vaulted ceiling? What's a vaulted ceiling? Where it's angled. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a help. Um, although technically... And you got the room kind of shaped like an auditorium. It's um, an octagon. No, not an octagon. A trapezoid. Yeah. Yeah, okay. An auditorium's kind of do that. Right. That, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Took me a minute, but... I know what I'm talking about. I read a big, thick book on acoustic. <laughs> I know and what I'm talking about. I read a book. <laughs> well, I went to school too, but like this book like goes really into it. Even like tells yeah. you like the formulas you need to know if you wanted to go like full out and like design mm. a theater if you wanted to. Nice. Nice. Which is way above my head. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but they'll talk about even making... Um, those sound walls that highways have for the houses that are along oh highways. yeah that's how cool. to make design those so that they're better at diffusing mm. sound from traffic even like trees that you always see like yeah well i don't know if you drive in the south end a lot but around my area um there's like highways and stuff that go across a bunch of houses but you yeah. always see trees in between Oh yeah, the houses in them, and like those trees act as diffusers. No kidding. Yeah, hmm. and this um, book goes into that and be like, yeah, you could plant trees, and it'll be random diffusion, but it'll work. There's a ton of um, trees between my condo balcony and the building across the street. Mm -hmm. a ton of trees, but there's so like it's it's so easy to hear what's going on across the way hmm. like i can hear conversations probably this this volume of conversation i'll be able to eavesdrop on top of the fact that one of the apartments in my own building that is facing away from us the balcony is facing away from us so i shouldn't be able to hear them i'm hearing it reflect off of that building back through the trees and up to my it must be just the, uh, how the trees are. It just works. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I I wonder if there's a certain type or a certain something. Well, yeah. In the book I read, it, it talks about how it's not very focused and mm -hmm. it'll dampen sound in most cases, but there's probably bound to be some gaps. Yeah, that's fair. Because I wonder you can't if, control how trees grow. I wonder. Yeah, yeah, right. I wonder if it's more effective um, on lower frequencies because that's more what traffic is, is the is the low yeah, you, frequencies. Yeah, when you're thinking of traffic, you're usually thinking of like the low rumbles and the, mm. like the whooshings and right. stuff like that that are super annoying. And yeah. I hate those noises to the point where I don't walk in public without headphones on and at least a podcast or some music. Right. Because I can't stand the sound of traffic. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, speaking of diffusion, I don't know a ton about it. Um, 
how because and Roland and I and I have talked a lot about diffusion in in this room mm-hmm. um, or diffusion in 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 other rooms. How do you know to make the decision to add diffusion or even where to add it? You have to do like math to figure out what frequencies <coughs> are an issue. And then you generally um, will make a diffuser that targets those frequencies and their harmonics. Hmm. How do you know if you've, how do you know how to make that? You do a lot of math. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, You do math and then you can like figure out how long of a piece of wood uh, or whatever it is. Like you'll have to figure out the material you're using for the diffusion, what it, I don't know. There's some math involved on it, like how hard the surface of what you're using. And if you're using wood, then it's like, how long does that piece of wood need to be? And then how long does the next piece of wood need to be? And then you have to make a symmetrical thing. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing that people at first don't understand because they might go to one of those bigger studios that have hired an acoustic engineer to actually like install that diffuser that's on their back wall and it takes up the whole wall right they don't it looks like just random sticks poking out (laughs) but reality is is all those sticks are in that spot for a very specific reason Mm -hmm. and that wall is symmetrical so like there are multiple sticks of the same length and they make the same pattern gotcha like repeatedly that's interesting yeah I, yeah, I, I've I've seen diffusers, at least homemade diffusers like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, I don't know if they're doing anything or if they're causing problems or if they're whatever, right? But um, I've always stayed away from diffusion because I don't understand the math and I don't understand the. I understand the concept of it, but I also n- know enough that if it's not perfect, it's probably causing more problems than. Then create it. Is that is that right? Um, I don't know if it's causing more problems, but it might target the wrong frequencies, and thus amplify the problems you already have. Okay. Because if you know if it's targeting the good frequencies that you um, in your room, <coughs> then you know those frequencies are bouncing out, and then the nulls that you have are going to be amplified. Gotcha. At least that's my understanding. Whereas if you target the nulls, it should make the room flatter listening mm. space. Okay. And so I, that uh, there's one studio, I think it's in Nashville where like the space is just nothing but diffusion. Eesh. And apparently like that room, there is uh, the sweet spot is the entire room. You can go anywhere in that room and be in the sweet spot. It sounds like a mastering suite. I hear people talk about um, Bob Ludwig's suite being like that. Yeah. But it, it is a crazy room. And I th- think that's a weird one where like no stick or whatever you want to call them because it does look like sticks because it yeah. is very small. Oh, yeah. The diffusions, the diffusers that they have. Oh, that sounds familiar. And uh, I, apparently no single one of those is the same length so it covers Mm. like everything and so 
Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. You're not going to hear any reflections in that room. Awesome. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that anywhere in the room, it's um, it, it's reflection-free. It's uh, perfectly balanced throughout, right? That is uh, a very expensive endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Um. At least from what I have heard and have like looked into my, myself, this mm-hmm. is like holy crap! I can understand why it would cost multi-million dollars to try and get a room as flat as possible with no reflections and stuff like that. Like it's right. a ridiculous endeavor because yeah. it's like a ton of math, and then it is a ton of work of like cutting these diffusers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, yeah, especially to be as precise as they need to be. Um, have you heard the most recent um, Mixed Notes from Hell? Uh, where they talked about mixed work life. Yeah. Did we talk about that last week already? Or work life balance. Yes. We did talk about that last week already. Yeah, so, we did. So I'm, I don't want to reference that one, but I want to go back a, um, a few episodes, which means we're going back like a year and a half. Um at least yeah right uh but um what's his nuts i don't remember which one but one of the guys was talking about his mixed space and it was literally a bedroom or a bedroom sized office that he turned into his mixed space mm-hmm. and he was he was trying to counter the argument that you need a good sounding room to do good mixes or a or a balanced room to do good mixes you don't i'm 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 with them totally true um but if you have trouble hearing something then sure right you need like yeah you need to address something right where i want to go with that is not the argument of whether you need something or not but um i have noticed downstairs that i am um, i am missing like 500 to 700 range in my control room yeah, pretty that's significantly. Probably just uh, reflections creating a null. If you can create well, see some that, treatment that targets those frequencies, then it should help. But that's that's the that's the funky thing is is it doesn't matter where I am in the room, I can't hear them. You know, like if if it was reflections creating a null, like I have that problem with uh, with low end mm-hmm. um, in my mix position. I hear low end the way I want to hear it, but I don't hear the low end the way it actually is. Right. So I'm always, I'm always moving to those other spots in the room where I can hear it better. Right. To make sure that I have it right. Right. But with, with this, with this mid range, there's no other spot in the room where I'm actually hearing it. Hmm. And it's, it's over both, both sets of speakers, the, the Focals and the Neumanns. Um, so I don't think it's them, but I clearly hear it when I go out into a vehicle, clearly hear it when I go into someone else's space. So is it, is it possible? Is it possible that, and I, I don't, I don't actually know. I'm, yeah. Is it possible that the whole room has become a null? Uh, you might have some, the treatment that you have might be targeting those frequencies a lot to the point where they're not. Huh? Maybe. 
That's fair. I keep I keep meaning to to you know take I'm, an I'm afternoon not and super smart when it comes to mm. acoustics. I, I've just kind of looked into it. And you have you have more more learning than I do though. <laughs> I just it's paid true. a lot of money to get an education, <laughs> which I'm almost done paying off. Nice. Only I think of my provincial loan, I only owe three hundred bucks. That's not bad. And then my federal loan, I think, is like a thousand bucks now. So you know, I'm almost done. Very cool. I'm looking forward to not having any more debt, right. except for Long McQuaid debt. Yeah, but that's you're gonna have Long McQuaid debt as long as you have it. As long as I'm alive, I'll discount. probably have a long McQuaid debt. Because <laughs> even if I don't have a discount there, I'm going to still buy shit there. That's fair. That's fair. I um, It'll probably still be the same way that I even currently buy, and that being like really good deals on used equipment. Because I don't care if it's used. If it works, <laughs> that's all I care. Right? <laughs> awesome. Um... Anything else we missed from um, from the first 25 minutes that we spent talking and didn't get recorded? Not really, because mm-hmm. you don't want to talk about that again. And That's true. That's true. kind of feel like my venting is done. Yeah. And that's good. Um, yeah, what else is there? What else is there? Are we going to end this episode early? We're not going to do that. No. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> um, we were supposed to have guests today. Yep. Um, and in predictable guest fashion, they didn't show up because that happens a lot to us. Um, I'm still hoping we can be guests on their show, um, mm-hmm. but I'll see if they get back to us. Um, Next week, I won't be here, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving, so I'm going to Calgary. Gotcha. Probably you, you probably Sunday won't be, or Monday. You probably won't be back until Wednesday. Like Wednesday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that means I actually do have to find a co-host, or I'll be doing this show solo. That'll be awkward. I'm just talking to yourself. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Me talking to nobody for an entire hour. I've listened to some podcasts like that, and it's weird listening to that. I find, but they're they, but they are usually, usually like pretty in front of focused, them. right? Yeah, and we're not no at all. No, Ooh, that okay. What you thought? You I, thought of something? I, I I just thought of, I just thought of something. I had. I don't want to call it a first. Had a reggae artist that is working with an engineer at home recording on a digital Tascam Porta Studio type of device. Mm-hmm. And they're doing their everything on there, including the mix. But they're not super happy with the way the mixes are turning out. So they, they've been trying for the last, I don't want I want to say the last six months to get me to mix it for them. Mm-hmm but they don't want to pay my price. Hmm. And so finally, um, finally I, I decided to throw it them. Well, you guys have, you know, like you're, you're already working with an engineer. Clearly he must know what he's doing. How about you guys just rent the studio? It's this price. 
I'll be there to help as you need, um, you know, to make sure that your guy knows the studio or doesn't have to learn the studio. He can just work, right? Yeah. Um, and so they agreed to that, put down deposit, paid for four hours to come in and mix. And uh, um, couldn't figure out, they couldn't figure out how to get the tracks off of the Porter Studio admittedly it's a really complicated it's it's a far more complicated process than it should be um but we finally figured it out um except he has no idea how to use a DAW and yeah like what so engineer doesn't know how to use a DAW so he it turns out he doesn't actually know how to engineer like right. he's he's a musician that bought a porta studio and then started recording people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, it's hard to tell if if the guy's work is no good or if the singer the the reggae singer just has like really questionable taste, but things sounded like so reverby and washed out it, that it was gross. But because they don't know a DAW and they're trying to do this in a DAW, I had to babysit and hold their hands through the entire thing. Oh man. Yeah. It was, um, was super awkward. What, what they decided to, to do, because this was easier, they, they exported a, a bounce of the tracks or of, of the uh, instrumental and Mm -hmm. exported a, a bounce of the vocals Mm-hmm. And then just mix the two together, and okay. then and then in the DAW, I set up a delay track. And I just use Pro Tools, but I set up a delay track, and then I set up a copy of the vocals and a copy of the delay track that they could then fuck with for what the singer was calling version two, which was his uh, his version of a dance remix except it's just let's take away some vocals just leave in hooks in cool places and then way overwash it with echo Mm. but the vocal bounce still had the way too much reverb sound like he's in a like he's singing in a barrel okay (laughs) I could see why they're not happy with the mixes that they have but just from that description but that's the thing is they were super happy by the time they left he, okay like the, the singer was convinced that they'd they'd done the right thing and spent the right money um and it, it almost got to the point like the praise he was throwing at me in the studio almost got to the point where i wanted to say listen i appreciate that you guys are happy please don't put my name on this <laughs> please almost got to that point um, until the engineer, the, let me use air quotes effectively here. The engineer, um, said that, Hey, I know what I'm doing now. Um, this, these last four hours, this was, this was great education. I'm going to go home and, and we can all, we can do all this in FL studios. Uh. <laughs> Cause that's his dog choice. That's barely a DAW. Uh, it, it's it's okay. In my opinion. I mean, I, I, I don't like I using it. it. It It's a songwriter's tool, not a professional mm-hmm. engineer's tool. 
And that's essentially all these guys really are. Yeah. Is they're just both songwriters. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Ableton. Ableton's a songwriter's tool. In my opinion. Ableton's a pretty powerful DAW too. It is a powerful DAW, but it is more focused to songwriters than it is. That's fair. Um, professional tinkerers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was a, that was a weird and, and on top of it, um, these were both older guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, the engineer was kind of that, how do I describe him? Like short sleeve button up t-shirt. Okay. But not all the way buttoned up if you catch my drift. So chest hair. But he didn't really have any chest hair. Um, but greased back, greased back, head hair. Okay. Um, and the, uh, the reggae guy was, he brought his daughter mm-hmm. who seemed 16, 18 age. Sure. Um, just to hang out. And initially she, she thought it was really cool until the boredom she'd, set in. She'd sat there for three and a half hours yep. <laughs> and, and said, dad, I'm going to go sleep in the car. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for her because she was really patient and really calm the entire time. You could tell she was trying not to, especially as the, as the afternoon went on, she was trying not to show that she's bored, falling asleep or yeah. 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 That's why you shouldn't bring anybody to a recording yeah. uh, unless they are a part of the recording. Also, dad is, or like her dad, the this, the reggae singer. Um, I clearly don't know what country he's from, but he's from some Caribbean island country. Mm-hmm. Um, and his accent is super thick. Hmm. And he doesn't talk in any sort of common accepted slang um, for music. Okay. Right. Uh, he's got his own, his complete own dialect of English music slang. Okay. And I couldn't make sense of any of it. That might be fun just to like try and figure <laughs> it out, but at the same time, it'd be so frustrating. It'd be one of those things yeah. where like at the time I'll be angry because I'm just like, what does he mean? <laughs> what the? Ah. And, 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 and then and, afterwards probably be like, that was kind of fun because <laughs> I got to figure out stuff. And he was, he was super cool and chill guy, but, uh, um, but yeah, it was, he would get frustrated when I couldn't understand him or his engineer couldn't understand him. And, and, and then I would do the wrong thing or, or, or just not even do something because I don't understand what you're asking me. I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Yeah. So that was, that was a, that was a test. Um, and we couldn't turn this, the uh, the monitors up loud enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that, those requests. Yeah, yeah. He's just. Um, I'm not even gonna pretend the accent, but he kept asking me to turn it up. And you gotta turn it up more. And and is this is this is this the knob? Is this the is this is this what I do use to turn them up? And and he and he'd move it up, and he's like, "There it is, bro. There it is. Yeah, I'm, ah, I'm feeling that. That's good." Meanwhile, he's twisting a knob that does nothing. 
Uh, I'm going to set that up for him next time. <laughs> it, it, you know what? It, everything, they tried to do everything so quickly that it didn't even occur to me. Didn't even occur to me to do that. <laughs> I need to have, I need to have that knob in the rack. I need to have that, like a big knob. Yeah. That's got a light on it. And, and something I, I should even, I should even just make it something that something has. Something with an LED that starts off blue and goes green, yellow, and then red. <laughs> As you twist it. And then, and then, and then of course I got to tell him, you have to be really subtle because this is a really drastic effect. Like so you don't like turn it up slowly, be really subtle. <laughs> you don't even have to do that. You could just be like, yeah, this will. This will do something. It's the yeah. awesome knob. <laughs> and then his brain will do the rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If only I've, I've done that before where people watched me edit and we were doing comps and stuff. And I was just like listening through like different versions. And then people would be like, I want that one. Oh wait, that one was better than that one. I'd be like, okay, are you sure? Then I'd play them both. Or I would play like one twice and I'd be like, which one did you like better? And they'd be like, the first one. I was like, yeah, I played the same one twice. Sometimes I didn't even have to tell them. I, I was just playing a thing a second time over just so that I could like hear that one part of the word or something right. over again to see if I like it. And I was just like, eh. and as I'm making a decision, they would be like, oh, I like that one better than the one you previously played. So it was like, it's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just <laughs> stop? Cause I know what I'm doing. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I sometimes won't even engage them when I'm doing that. Well, I was just showing these people. Cause like it, it, it got to a point where I was just like, that was the same one. Your brain's playing tricks on you. Right. And then they would ask me if I could hear the, the differences between them. And I'd be like, yeah, I can hear them. Cause I've learned how to hear the differences between two different takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See this one, you're singing flat. This one, you're singing sharp. Now I've even had to add that Both conversation of, of like, sometimes I do trick myself in thinking that something is supposed to do something, but as I play it, it doesn't do the thing I expect. And then it clues in that it's on bypass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if i crank the gain knob and go like why isn't this as aggressive as it usually is what's going on it usually happens with eqs i find oh yeah yeah i'll be like playing with bands and i'll mm. boost and stuff and i thought that i had boosted it to a point where i like it and then you know i go to a gain knob or something and i decide i'm gonna distort it a little bit and it's just slowly bring it up and get to a point where it's just like okay it should have started distorting by now <laughs> <laughs> why isn't it what have I done wrong <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome yeah I um speaking of EQs the uh, Clark Technic Pultec EQ mm -hmm. is shipping again they're uh Sweetwater and a bunch of others are selling it for two ninety nine US. So I think you can have it. I think you can have each channel delivered for like five hundred Canadian or less. It's a Poltec EQ. 
Yeah. Yeah. Have you not seen, we've talked about this. Uh, it's, it's, sure. it's, it's, it's the exact same, the exact same thing as the warm. Um, um, but it's, uh, I like the look of theirs better. Um, not Poltec, PU. Um, do EQP dash KT. That's the model number. EQP dash KT. You'll love this. There it is. I love the look of this thing so much better than, uh, than, um, the warm audio one. Um, oh, it's white instead of blue. Yeah. 300 um, bucks. Yeah, man. Shit. Yeah. Um, the For inside price. I like it better than warm audio. <laughs> the inside, the inside looks pretty similar and <clears throat> we talked about this a while ago, I thought, but, um, I think I've seen this, but I didn't look too much into that close. it. Yeah. I listened to the samples on Zen pro audio. <clears throat> I couldn't tell the difference between it and the warm. Um, some people say that, that, uh, it has, excuse me, it has slightly less, um, slightly less overall low end than the warm. Um, but a slightly is not enough for me to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can get that slightly more in the DAW with like what a two DB boost. And the only thing, the only thing that's keeping me from, and that's, that's a character EQ anyway. Like hmm. I, I don't use it for, I don't use it for certain jobs. It is like the, the tone EQ on an amp to me. Right. It's to get you a general shape, not, not fine tune. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the only thing that's keeping me from buying it or the warm for that matter is, um, is a question about, um, components, not specifically that, uh, that, um, they're no good, but how long do they last? You know, like, am I spending $500 and have it going to last four years or am I spending $500 and it's going to last 25, right? Right. Which we'll never know unless I buy it and own it for 25, but yeah, but I like the specs on, um, on their 1176 better too than the worm. Yeah. Looks nicer too. Yes. Yeah, it does. That looks more like an actual 1176. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, revive audio. Um, there are a bunch of modders down in the States. Yeah. They say that, um, the Clark Technics stuff, both of them spec out, start out a little better than, um, the warm audio stuff, hmm. um, to begin with. Plus the price points are comparable. Yeah. I haven't really been looking all that much into warm audio. Cause like the most recent thing is the U87 clone, which Mm. Yeah, I got my Aston Spirits. Those are my my eighty sevens. Yeah, yeah. I got I got an actual eighty seven. Plus, I have these two. Yeah, and I compared it to your actual eighty seven. There we go. That comes in super quiet. I'll clearly have to turn that up um, or get speakers. But uh, thanks for bearing with us on this episode where we lost our first half and had to redo it again. Yes. uh, Follow our hosts on Twitter. Yeah. At two bodies of water. Got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. 
like I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.